Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton's in our Allen Samuel Studios, and we are at uh, Waco ISD Stadium where the Lions get ready to take on Mansfield tonight. It's a 7 o'clock broadcast at a 7.30 kickoff, and we welcome into the program now from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and from Valley Sports Southwest, Greg Tepper. Greg, the first question, before we talk any X's and O's, here's the most important question of the day. Will you sing happy birthday to Craig Way on the program tonight? I mean, it really depends on how the show's going. I feel like if the show's going too well, we really need to knock it down a peg. Then, yeah, I'll, I'll dust off the pipe and see what we can do. But, uh, you know, for now, for now, I'm, uh, he's going to get a stay of execution from that. But, I mean, if we, if, I mean, let's put it this way. If it feels like we're heading towards an Emmy Award winning broadcast, I will absolutely cut the legs out from underneath it and sing happy birthday to Craig Way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's worth tuning in just to see, is it a yay or is it a nay? So we'll see. Hey, uh, let's. Uh, this is an interesting week with some districts starting district play, others continuing non-district play. I'm going to begin in my district, District 11. I say it's mine. I mean, I don't own it, but 11-6A, this is, this is a, you know, a great district, as we all know. Let's begin with Duncanville and DeSoto. What a terrific football game tonight. Yeah, and, and a lot on the line in this one. I mean, first of all, let's talk about the history that could be made tonight. Uh, Reginald Samples, the head coach at Duncanville, sitting on 299 wins. Uh, it, one more win tonight would make him the 13th coach in UIL, Texas high school football history, to win 300 games. And it would make him the first black coach to reach that milestone, uh, which would certainly resonate in this state. You know, furthermore, uh, this is a game between two teams that I think are still trying to figure it out. Duncanville, you know, after that kind of first week shellacking at the hands of uh, modern day out of California, uh, got, got a little right against South Oak Cliff, but at the same time, it hasn't necessarily been all sunshine and daffodils for the Panthers. They've got a great defense, but the, they've got to figure things out offensively. Going up against a big-time rival in DeSoto, who also has been a little bit up and down. You know, uh, one of the things that I think is interesting is that their week one loss to Converse Judson has suddenly aged like milk. It has been very, very poor. Converse Judson now sitting at one and three on the year. Their lone win of the year is against DeSoto. So suddenly we have Big questions about the Eagles, especially offensively. It should be a really fun game and a feisty one, too. These are two teams that don't like each other. Uh, they're going to get after it. And, and by the way, these are two teams that right now I think it's fair to say are, are at least favored to make it into the playoffs. They would both go to the Division One bracket. So you're talking about a legit playoff implication here that the winner of this game is going to be in the catbird seat to have that number one seed in the Divi- in Division One, as opposed to Division Two, where you're playing potentially district champion in week one. So around one rather. So a lot on the line in this one at Eagle stadium in DeSoto uh, and, and the, the top of district 11, six, a is going to get a shakeup. Is it fair to say in your opinion that the midways, the, the Wacos, the walks ahead, everybody else is in kind of a, a, a tournament of their own for that fourth spot. I mean, are we going to go ahead and concede that third playoff spot to the Longhorns of Cedar Hill? And then everybody else is playing for that fourth spot. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, honestly. Uh, I think that Cedar Hill is not the team that they were last year, and I think that that's been evidenced in their most recent games. You know, admittedly, when they played Allen, Allen's a really good team, but at the same time, you know, that, that offense has looked relatively pedestrian so far, and, and that's a concern that I have. 
I would actually lump them into that big middle and say that the top two spots, DeSoto and Duncanville, feel like they should be penciled in. But at the same time, I also think that the bottom of this district has kind of risen up, and I also think the top has kind of fallen down a little bit. You know, look, I think that you're going to see a team this uh, uh, tonight that, that I think is, is suddenly back in that mix in Mansfield, who's off to a really good start after a couple of rough years. Uh, this is a, a Tigers team that I think is very dangerous. And you mentioned uh, Midway and, and Wachtahatchee. Uh, let's talk a minute about the Midway Panthers, okay? Um, I'm, I'm concerned, okay? They're 0-3 this year. A tough non-district. I get it. It's a tough non-district. But here they are right now facing what really may be a must-win game in week four. When they're playing Waxahachie, a team that they're battling for those playoff spots, right? Uh, and, and if they don't get right this week, then suddenly they still have Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, all ahead of them, not to mention the aforementioned Mansfield, not to mention maybe a, a Waco team that's looking to play spoiler. I mean, for Midway, tonight's a huge night. And I don't want to start saying that the season is on the line tonight, but at the same time, if they don't come away with a win against a team like Waxahachie that I think they're battling for those playoff spots for, uh, they're big trouble in Hewitt then because then they're going to be 0-4 and they're going to be looking around asking, what do we have to do to get in this win column? You mentioned Waxahachie. They're coming off a gut-wrenching loss to their their big rival in Ennis. Tell us about Waxahachie and what you see in that football team. Yeah, this is an interesting team, and I think a team that if, if you haven't paid a ton of attention to, to the last couple of years, uh, I think you're, you're in for a little bit of a surprise. You know, this is a squad that I think has played pretty darn good defense this year, which is not something we've said all the time uh, about them, but the defense has been very solid. They've got, a, uh, they've got I think, a, a, a guy in, in their junior quarterback, Roderick Hartfield, who is kind of growing into the role, but this is a team that wants to run the ball, right? They've got a pair of junior running backs in Jaden Beck and Iverson Young that they want to just, they want to tote the mail. They want to run the ball and play sound defense. And so this is a team that I think is, is, is ready for prime time. Uh, a team that I think is, has been on the rise uh, for a little bit, uh, you know, and, and last week you mentioned uh, they took a, they took one on the chin in overtime to their, you know, to their bitter rival in, uh, in, in Ennis and make no mistake. That stings. That's something that's, that's stuck in their craw. And you wonder if they're going to come out with a little bit of fire tonight, simply because look, the, the last time they were on the field, it didn't go well. Shane Tolleson in his first year there, uh, the, the, the wildly successful Denton Ryan defense uh, offensive coordinator, he's got them trending in the right direction. And so now, the question for them is going to be whether or not they're able to, to kind of put it all together, that running game and defense, win those slugfests uh, against a team in, in midway that, that's probably got to figure out their own defense. Cross town, there should be what I think is, is a terrific game, and I know they're coming off a loss to LBJ, but is, is this the first of two meetings maybe, Argyle and La Vega? I mean, I guess we'll find out in, in, in recent past that has certainly been the case. I mean, they've they've made an annual tradition. They're, they're basically meeting for the, the hundredth time in the last three years uh, in Argonne and La Vega. Now, look, La Vega's got some some questions to answer. Uh, you know, last week they played Austin LBJ, and, and they came away. The offense uh, really got stuck in neutral uh, against them. And, and you could make an argument that they haven't beaten a good team yet. You know, they've got two wins on the year, but one of them is against Katie Jordan, which is a new school out of the Houston area that's kind of more just kind of playing a rogue outlaw schedule. The other one is Bishop Dunn of the Dallas area, a private school that, you know, maybe is on the way back up, but has certainly been on the hard times recently. Well, now they get, in my opinion, the undisputed best team in 4A Division One in Argyle. The defending state champs 
who look absolutely complete. I mean, they, they are, they're a different kind of team. I don't know if they're as explosive as they were last year, uh, but what I will say is that they can run the ball exceptionally well. Uh, they have a number of outstanding defenders, uh, including Jaden Scarlett, the defensive lineman uh, who transferred in from Flower Mount Coram Deo. He's a, he's a five-star, four-star type kid off the edge. And so this is, they've got their hands full. La Vega has their hands full. Now, I will say that if they do meet twice, remember that the script has typically followed that Argyle wins in the regular season and La Vega wins when it matters. Uh, it didn't hold last year, and obviously Argyle went on to a state championship, but you know that has been the script, and I think that, that speaks to what La Vega's coach, uh, coach John Hyde likes to do. He likes to build his program over the course of the season, but you know, look, it doesn't get any easier from here. After this, they, get, they go on the road to Corpus Christi Miller. And then after a week off, they open, they open district play with unbeaten Stevensville. So the road is tough here for La Vega. Uh, just, how much was, uh, just how much did we find out last week against LBJ will kind of get uh, a, a better look this week against a team they've become very familiar with. Talking with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Valley Sports Southwest. Greg, a couple of other games uh, I want to get your thoughts on here in our part of the world. Uh, David Woodard's West Trojans just moved in the top 10 in 3A, taking on what I think is a very good Rogers football team uh, coached by Charlie Roten. And that game will be in Rogers. Yeah, and this is a fun game. And I'm I got to be honest, I'm, I'm really bullish on both of these teams. You know, West has been a team that, you know, we had we – had, I would say measured hopes for this was a team that could uh, be on the rise, but I'll tell you through the first three weeks, no notes, a plus excellent stuff, what they've done. I mean, basically to go in and to beat uh, Lexington in the opener, then a good private school team in Tyler Grace community, although they're on a bit of a skid right now. uh, And then Orange Grove is awfully impressive and they have done it in a variety of different ways. The defense has been largely excellent, but I got to be honest. I think that this offense for West has been a lot of fun to watch a lot of different playmakers there for David Woodard's squad. They can beat you in a lot of different ways, you know, going up against a, a Rogers team. And you mentioned it, you know, Charlie Roten, this is a guy who is a relatively old school guy. I don't mean that in, in, in a derogatory way, but I mean nope. that he wants to establish the run. He wants to be a guy who's going to line it up and, and beat you up physically. That's one thing that they want to do. And, and furthermore, he's a guy that, that wants to win the fourth quarter and win with depth. They run that kind of pistol flex bone offense. Uh, they've got a couple of playmakers. I think that it's Ryan Dolgan or their quarterback. Uh, it's really starting to come into his own. I think we're in for a fun matchup. And, and one of those games that I think both teams – I believe, I don't want to speak out of turn, I believe, I think West has one more non-district out of, after this, but this is Rogers' non-district finale. This would be is a really nice tune-up for both of these teams as they get towards the end, at least, of, of, of non-district schedule against a team that I think is firmly in their weight class and a team that I think is going to be able to challenge them for 48 minutes. Uh, I got to tell our audience we don't talk about these games beforehand. I just, I'm pulling these no. games, and Greg is just ripping this information off. This is okay. Here's one more. We're going to take you down to the two A ranks, and, I, and really, this this is going to be a fun one, Greg. Fourth rank Crawford taking on Brad Talbert's Holland Hornets, who who lost on opening day, but have since beat Bosqueville and beat Waco Riker. So th- they've got a couple nice wins, and they're going to be playing in Holland. Yeah, and, and that, that, that opening week loss, by the way, I believe was to Burton. And Correct. Burton's a team that, that's off to a really nice start, 3-0. Uh, not a lot of shame. That would have been a game that I think last week, last year, if, if we were judging off last year's Burton team, I might have been a little bit skeptical of. But it, it's become apparent that, that Burton's got a little something cooking. You know, this is a Crawford team that I think is, is, is happy to fly under the radar, you know, this year. And, and I think part of it, 
part of it is that they don't necessarily play that kind of sexy brand of football, to, to, so to speak. You know, this is a team that, that they're, they grind it out, man. And they, they play defense and they just kind of punch you in the mouth, stuff like that. And, and so their, their results are emphatic, but they are kind of, I don't want to say boring, but they're just like, you don't see a ton of highlights out of them. You know what I mean? They're, they're just, uh, you don't see them on, on, on high school school board lines necessarily with these incredible one-handed catches with these high-flying offenses. And I think that that kind of keeps them under the radar a little bit. And what I think is going to be very interesting about this is that I think this is pretty clearly Crawford's biggest test of the year so far. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that you know, Holland's going to beat them, although they do, they are going to be, get them at home. But I think that for Crawford, especially considering in a couple of weeks, they open up district play against Toller, who is probably, let's call them the, 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 the chief challenger to them in district seven. Uh, this is an important test for them. And I think that this is that kind of ramp up that Crawford wants. And so for me, what I've got my eye on is can this defense for Crawford, which has been so outstanding, can they go out there and they, can they keep things going in that regard and, and keep that defense going against probably the best offense that they face this year? If they keep doing that and they put on that kind of show that they've put defensively the past couple of weeks, then, then it's time to start talking about Crawford in those big terms as far as what they're able to do in 2A Division One. All right, uh, give us, uh, tell us what, uh, what we can read on Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and, and tell us what uh, some of the key games are for tonight on Bally's uh, Tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, of course, TexasFootball.com, we've got you covered. If you've never seen, we have game projections for all, every Texas high school football game. There's, I think there's less than 600 this week, but, but you know, that's, that's, that's uh, you know, splitting hairs here. But you can go check out the c- c- computer projections we have for every Texas high school football game. You know, tonight on, on Valley Sports Southwest, we've got our eye on a number of games across the state, including the big showdown in, uh, in Denton as Umbla Tascacita takes on Denton Geyer in a, in a massive matchup. Shiner and Post going at it in a game that we're really excited about. They're the 3A versus 2A clash. Uh, we got reporters all over the state. Uh, including another one at South Lake Carroll and Arlington Martin and uh, a great coaching matchup there with Riley Dodge against Bob Wager. So it's going to be a fun night, six hours of high school football coverage on Valley Sports Southwest. And a potential serenade of Craig Way's birthday. That, that's the potential on Valley's tonight. So, I mean, hey, you know, it's breathtaking. Hey, Greg, uh, appreciate your time. Let's do it again. I'm looking forward to it. All right, talk to you soon. Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine.